GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and uh, we are continuing last week's spectacular first part of Transformers, the animated movie. Uh, we got a bunch of guests here, just like last time. Uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off. We just got done doing the introductions, answered a few questions, net worth, stuff like that. And now we're getting right into the plot. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this week. And um Enjoy uh, part two of Transformers, the animated movie. We now return to the Transformers. All right. So let, let's get into it. And I'm sure some other stuff will uh, shake out as we as we go through it. Um, movie starts off with Unicron, which seems to me um, to be a, a pretty blatant ripoff of Galactus, right? Like it's a big planet eating thing. I mean, I know it's a robot, but I mean, essentially the same thing. It shows up and you know, destroy the planet for like resources and stuff like that. Um, I also like the fact that we're introduced to Unicron eating a planet that happens to also be full of robots, but aren't Autobots or Decepticons. There's so many, like every planet introduced in this movie besides Earth is full of sentient robots. (laughs) And most of them are the Autobots or Decepticons. I can answer Uh, that question. Yeah, I was going to say that there is a in-universe explanation for that, but I don't think we have the time to get into it. We can get into it pretty quickly. It doesn't take long. So initially, there weren't Autobots and Decepticons. They were just Cybertronians. They just lived on Cybertron, right? The Originally, the Decepticons were just the military. For they were just the military for Cybertron, and you know, like like any spacefaring civilization, they spread out to other planets and develop all their own colonies. So these are just Cybertronians. The uh, the the Decepticons, led by Megatron, decided in the past that they didn't like essentially the government, and then took over Cybertron as a military dictatorship. Uh, the Autobots became the Autobots when uh, Optimus Prime, who wasn't Optimus Prime at the time, he was Orion Pax, uh, basically led a group of rebels uh, uh, and became Optimus Prime, and they called themselves the Autobots because they were all vehicle-type robots, essentially. Um, and they were like the, the rebel group fighting the military dictatorship that, that Megatron started. And that's what started the Cybertronian War. But there were these other pockets of Cybertronians in different planets that weren't really part of the war. Yeah, never did I thought I would yearn for Chops to explain the Power Rangers mythology to me. Chops, I miss you, bud. Um, (laughs) Okay, so uh, then we get that really epic version of the theme song, which you heard at the start of our show, which is great. Uh, And I was surprised, I don't know if you guys are surprised, that Eric Idle gets top billing in this. Um, and then I thought maybe it was alphabetical order, but it was not. His is the first name that appears, uh, which I thought was weird. Cause again, I would have known it was Eric Idle in this movie. 
I, and I'll be honest with you, I watched most things with closed captioning, and I didn't have them on, you know, because I watched it on YouTube. I could not understand one thing that those junk robots said at all. Anything, any of their lines, I didn't understand it. I uh, I don't it know that tough. subtitles would have really helped you much with that. <laughs> it would, and none of it was consequential at all. That's true. Uh, okay, so after the credits, we're, we're told that it's the year 2005, which is really funny and also a, remind, a reminder of like how old uh, we are is to think that this movie is like from 1986. They're like, what's super far in the future? They're like 2005, and that's Oof. like almost 20 years ago now. <laughs> um, so uh, in unsurprising news, the Autobots and Decepticons are still fighting. Uh, uh, the Decepticons have taken control of Cybertron, uh, but the Autobots are trying to get it back, and they have uh, bases on uh, the moons of Cybertron. Um, and they also have Autobot City on Earth, uh, where they're still hanging out. Um, but the, I was confused, and I know I think I know what your answer is going to be, but there didn't seem to be like a lot of Autobots on Autobot City at Earth. Is that because presumably they're all in space getting ready for the battle? Uh, no, there's more there than they show. Um, there's actually a lot more there than, than they kind of highlight, uh, but it's a lot of the Generation 1 Transformers that they were going to kill off anyway. So okay. there's a whole section of this movie that didn't get made um, where there are a lot more G1 deaths. Okay. Uh, and they didn't show it. And actually, Autobot City is actually, you remember the, the Transformer Metroplex? Yes. He didn't have a name at the time this movie was being made, but that's who it is. It's Metroplex. It's essentially them building Metroplex on Earth as sort of a giant base. Am I, um, and this is neither here nor there with the movie, am I wrong? Did Metroplex often fight like a, big dinosaur yeah trypticon so the, trypticon. the, decepticons, the decepticons built their own like battle station city called trypticon who turned into a giant right. dinosaur I, I gotta i gotta interrupt now sure. guys <laughs> we gotta we gotta move this along we're we're, <laughs> we're so deep into this lore it's like i'm bored <laughs> i like it um okay so uh, the Autobots are like, hey, you know what? We're ready to battle, but we just got to get one more load of Energon. Uh, so they send a shuttle uh, back to Autobot City, but the Decepticons hear this, so they uh, invade the shuttle uh, and, and kill a bunch of uh, classic Autobots. Um, and the simplest way you can explain, how, how come Megatron is able to turn into a gun that's much smaller than his normal size? science because they're transformers so they turn into like they they can they can adjust their size based on what they need to be for okay. example that's why later in the in the in the movie you see uh astro train can hold all these other transformers is because they just have the ability to manipulate their overall size to accommodate what they need for that particular moment uh hold up hold up Joe, are we just gonna gloss over? You're like you're you're focusing on the fact that Megatron turns into a gun when all of our favorite characters from our favorite childhood show got gunned down in front of us as we were children. And that's it. They're just dead. Forever. Brutally too. Like Oh yeah. They get shot and then their eyes smoke and go dark. And and well, are they like like dead dead? Yeah, like they're it's dead. not they like in 
anyone and a you lot see of, like, die nerd in canon, this, you know, like people can come back and stuff. No, when, any any character you see dead in this, with the exception of Optimus Prime, they don't come back. Like they're cool. they're dead. So yeah. basically, AJ, the like all the executives wanted this new toy line, and they were like, "Go ahead and just end the previous line." And the writers were like, uh, people are going to be upset that we're killing their favorite characters. And the executives didn't care. They were just like, yeah, 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 go, go ahead, get rid of it. We have more new toys to sell. And that's why all of our favorite childhood characters got gunned down in front of us. Because some corporate fat cat wanted to sell us new toys. Well, I, I have a whole thing about, like, I, I'm like, can a robot die? I don't think so, because, like, Ultra Magnus gets blown up later, and they just put them back together. But anyways. Well, that was bullshit, and you know it. Um, so we go back to Autobot City. Uh, I got a, I don't know about you guys. I got a really good laugh about Hot Rod holding a fishing pole. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they see the shuttle come in, and they think they're like, oh, like, the shuttle's coming. But then they realize, so they go up to Lookout Mountain. And I thought it was funny that Lookout, Lookout Mountain had, like, basically one of those things you put quarters in, like, yeah. <laughs> look at, like, the Statue of Liberty or something. Um, you should so also thought, mention that the person with Hot Rod is Daniel, who is Spike's son. Spike was the kid in the original run of Transformers from 1985 who first finds and discovers the Transformers. And somewhere, like, are there eventually, like, it, it, like... Danielson is is that it's where do we get to uh, Shia LaBeouf because he's Sam Witwicky. They just wrote him in the movie that way. All right, that's uh, really, I mean, Spike but is, there, is there supposed to be a relationship? It's supposed to be the same guy. Spike Witwicky is who Sam Witwicky is, oh. and it's the same. It's supposed to be the same character. Okay, movies would be so, so much better without the humans. <laughs> so, anyway, so then we get into the big battle of Autobot City with the Decepticons showing up and just killing a lot of more classic Autobots getting killed. Uh, I, I seemingly like, I was surprised that the Decepticons were so easy to like uh, evade the defenses and kill so many robots. It seemed pretty easy for them. Um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> also, and I asked, I asked uh, LPJ about this. He did not give me a satisfactory answer. I didn't think that a robot turning into a giant microscope was helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, they're on Earth. Maybe they gotta look at DNA and stuff to help the humans <laughs> out because they're dummies. <laughs> He's not wrong, guys. Humans um, are dummies. So then, I also enjoyed the scene where uh, there. Uh, my, my note for it says "robot tape on robot tape crime" because you have uh, uh, the two uh, uh, rumble and blast, well, blaster and sound wave. And they all have tapes, and the tapes jump out, and the tapes fight each other, um, and, and it's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I love Rumble. Rumble is one of my all time favorite characters because he's such such an annoying gnat. Like he's such a dick. <laughs> yeah. I love how dickish Rumble is. Um, so also, I kind of found it a little troubling that like uh, Prowl. Am I right? They show Prowl's dead body, but he didn't even get like a on-screen death. He's just laying there dead. Yeah, he didn't. Wheeljack didn't. Wheeljack's the one who created the Dinobots, by the way. Uh, Wheeljack didn't. Windcharger didn't. Uh, there's a ton of them that just you just see their dead bodies. Yep, corpses. Um, so then Prime and the Dinobots uh, show up. Uh, Dinobots attack Devastator. Um, uh, Prime uh, murders a lot of Decepticons set to the soundtrack of like the first playing of You Got the Touch in this movie or maybe the second I don't know they played a lot okay 
Um, and and oof, I, I'm hesitant to ask this question, but like he transforms. Where does this trailer go? Eh, it's never really said. Okay, fair enough. And then so he, him, and Megatron are having this like all out brawl. Megatron- I'm sorry. I love I love that Joe's problem with with this movie are like specific. Physic related, physics related things. Yeah. With the cartoon <laughs> robot movie, he's like he's got a problem with the use of a microscope. <laughs> where Optimus Prime is putting his trailer, I, like, I, like <laughs> how how it's just. I, I think so I'd be. I, I think I'd be on. I think I'd be more on board with Perceptor if he turned into like a tiny microscope. <laughs> the fact that he's a so, yeah, because that, that 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 explains it, right? So anyways, so yeah, does he get his piece of glass too for the little sample to be put on? Where's that come from, Joe? Huh? It's These in Optimus' all... trailer. No one knows where that is. So, so Optimus and Megatron are having this like knockdown, uh, drag out bra- brawl, and Megatron busts out a fucking lightsaber at uh-huh. one point, which I don't know if that's canon that he it has is. a lightsaber, but he does. Um, and then, like, Optimus is all ready to kill Megatron, but then, like, Hot Rod shows up, and he messes everything up, um, and, and basically causes uh, Optimus Prime to get killed by Megatron. Um, and, and, like, he's dying, and he's like, oh, I gotta pass on the Matrix of Leadership, the concept that they introduced in the movie, and he's like, I'm gonna give it to you, Ultra Magnus, uh, and then he dies, and he turns gray. To signify that he's dead. That's like the the most <laughs> effed up part about his death to me is like he turns black and white. Like his robot <laughs> colors is his like like I, I, like I don't I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me that he immediately turns gray. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me that uh, my note says. But he's like a robot. Can't they just like rebuild? Him? Oh well, he he has a paint job. Like that's such a like that's not part of his blood. Well, right? it's, it's I mean, exterior. How, how, no, whatever you're saying, we don't want you to go that deep into it. I'm telling you. <laughs> you sure you don't want to hear about Starscream's ghost? I, I uh, hear no, about we're it. not going. Oh into, yeah, Starscream. I, I, I like the Lord. We're not. Guys. We're not going into Beast Wars talk here. Starscream's ghost. We can't okay. do this. Well, we'll have to um, hold off for that one. That'll be a separate podcast. <laughs> well, wait, can I ask about the Matrix again, though? Because yeah. we know that it was weird to me. So he was intentionally attempting to pass that, like he had picked someone. Yeah, like he was like, I want so, this person to have this. So the the lore of the the Matrix is it's passed down to the leader of the Autobots f- for every leader, and that leader is called the Prime. So um, okay. that's why Optimus Prime became. A prime, and that's why he changed from Orion Pax in the cartoon to Optimus Prime, as he was given the Matrix of Leadership. How come um, Ultra Magnus doesn't change it all when he gets it? Um, because he wasn't the true person who was supposed to get it. That's kind of what the fun fact. I had Ultra Magnus's toy, and I gave it to LVJ. You not only have I have it set up on my shelf right over here behind me. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? I actually next time I see you in person, right here oh, is like his yes. other like. I was looking like, for that. That's, other, that's like, literally the only piece I need from him. Well, there you go. Anyways, okay. So uh, Ultra Magnus gets the uh, <laughs> the Matrix of Leadership, as we talked about. Optimus Prime turns gray to really rub it in that he's dead. Um, oh, so I do th- have an interesting, just an interesting <laughs> side note for that. Uh, so you remember the character, the toy, 
right, is uh, it's like a white version of the Optimus Prime that fits yeah. into that outer shell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original script, when they made that toy, the original script was they weren't going to have a Matrix. It was going to be Optimus's spirit is absorbed into Ultra Magnus, <laughs> and that's why the toy is a white Optimus Prime. Is That's sort of what it was going to be. It was like he was embodied Optimus's spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, uh... So- I, well, I do just want to make mention of the fact that, like, there were so many children who cried their eyes out in the theater, apparently, uh, when Optimus Prime died. Uh, the, there's rumors, like, kids, like, wouldn't leave their bedrooms for, like, days on end after the movie and stuff. Like, this is a horrendously depressing moment. And the writer himself warned all the executives. He was like, Optimus Prime is the father of this series. Like he's the father figure. Like you are going to just ruin the show by getting rid of him. And, well, they, and then, and then they, they wrote the characters to have specific, um, uh, archetypes. So they wrote Optimus as the father. They wrote Bumblebee as like the kid, like the, the, the person everybody could relate to. Um, they had like, you know, Sideswipe was the cool older brother. Uh, they, they had all these archetypes in there so that, and they wrote them specifically for that reason, so that the kids would relate to the characters better. I mean, and and let's not forget that his death impacted GI Joe the movie. Like, yeah, yes. it's uh, it impacted something else completely entirely. Well, well isn't it, it into a coma? Isn't it kind of like a running joke now that they like kill off Optimus Prime in like every incarnation of the Transformers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then we cut to the Decepticons. They retreated, uh, uh, and they're hanging out in Astro Train. And Astro Train's like, "Oh, there's too much stuff inside me. We need to jettison." <laughs> so Starscream's like, "Hey, get rid of all these uh, like injured." I know, I know how that feels. Huh? <laughs> He's like, "Get rid of all these like injured and almost dead Decepticons." You should you should have been here for our Shrek butt plug talk last episode. <laughs> In- including uh, including Megatron, he's like, oh, I'm still functional. And Starscream's like, ah, get out of here, and throws him in the space. That was um, cool. Well, so so the, the trope the <laughs> there cool. is Starscream's always trying to overthrow Megatron. So yeah. this is his That's his kind of, that's his shtick is he's for whatever reason one of one of Megatron's lieutenants, but he's always trying to overthrow Megatron. <laughs> He's such so, a bitch. I love him. <laughs> so, so Unicron uh, finds uh, Megatron and all the other like trash Decepticons, uh, and he's like, "Hey, he's like the only thing that can kill me is the Matrix of Leadership, and I need you to find it and kill it because apparently I'm capable of doing it myself. I guess maybe he doesn't want to get close to it because it can kill him, right?" Um, and at first, Megatron is kind of a bitch about it, right? He's like, "No, I'm not gonna do it." And then, you like, blame him? the guy's dying and floating in space, and this a hole is like, "You're gonna do what I say." I'd also be like, "No, make me." It's like I've had a rough day. I don't think I want to do anything right? for you. I'm this shit. So he eventually submits, and he turns him into Galvatron. Uh, and the other Decepticons are there. He turns into like they're kind of like those one things kind of look like hovercrafts, right? Like not yeah. to have another like movie in a row where there's hovercrafts. I mean, but, they look, hey. they're, they're essentially <laughs> flying boats, but yeah. And, the and then, yeah, and the then sweeps. what is what is the other? What's his lieutenant? 
what, what's his Cyclonus. name? Cyclonus. Yep. Cyclonus. And I, and I, I guess you already gave me that lame ass explanation as to how Cyclonus can turn into a jet that Galvatron can fit into. So I won't belabor the point. Thank can you. I, can I ask a question about Unicron? Yep. Is Unicron big? Oh yeah. He's a okay. he's a big robot planet. I should okay. show you the toy. I've Wait, got that too. Unicron is a planet. Yeah. And it like That's, eats other planets. Yeah. Yep. It, Think think of them like Death Death Star size is how I think of them. Like yeah. that's, uh, that's right. no that's no moon, right? Am I right? You guys get it? My right, it's, I, right, it's Unicron. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so I like he, he gets turned into Galvatron, and his first business is to go to Cybertron and kill Starscream. Hell like, yes, Starscream, who's giving himself like his own like coronation as leader of Decepticons of the crowd. And something about the, the, the Constructicons all playing like bugles kind of cracked me up. Um, but yeah, so he immediately destroys Starscream. And like Starscream doesn't even turn gray. That dude gets like disintegrated. He's uh -huh. like gone. Wig split. Which, um, so then uh, Unicron uh, shows up and he destroys Moonbase 1 and then he destroys Moonbase 2 and that's when you get the, uh, the oh shit, uh, which you talked about why it's in there, right? Because they, they wanted the movie to be rated PG, so it would be on more screens. Yep. Um, so uh, so then Galvatron uh, takes the Decepticons, and they go talk, uh, auto, they uh, attack Autobot City again. Um, I, I didn't like Blur. Am I, is that okay if I tell you that I didn't like Blur? I know That's he's fine. a Micro Machines guy. He's annoying. You're good. I, I just yep. like, he was annoying, and they're like, hey, we got to evacuate into these shuttles. Why wouldn't the Dinobots just get on the shuttle? Like, because they're stupid. That's they're real that's dumb. their whole thing. Is they're just dumb and stubborn and a pain in the ass. Are they cute? Eh, they're not bad. Uh, kind of a weird side note. Uh, throughout the whole movie, the Stegosaurus Dinobot you never see. Uh, uh, Snarl. Yep. He is shown very briefly in the scene when they attack Autobot City and sweep over it, like with lasers. Uh -huh. You see him freak out and dodge lasers. It's the only time you see the <laughs> Stegosaurus Dinobot, and then he's just gone for the rest of the movie. Yep. I think um, I like the Dinobots. I think I, they were cool. a high point for me. I love the Dinobots. I think they're great. Dinobots are pretty cool. Um, so, uh, so they take off in two different shuttles. Uh, Cup and Hot Rod show gets shot down by the Decepticons. Uh, and lands on a, a planet um, that has robot fish. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and I, I do have a note that says, oh, sure, he can fix Cup, but sorry, Prime, no dice on you. Because, like, he finds, like, Cup underwater, and he gets, Because like, he's his... dead, Joe. His soul left his body, and he turned gray. What do you expect? Cup's honestly, honestly, that's kind of how I viewed it. I viewed yeah. it as Cup was injured, not dead. Yeah, right. And Prime was just dead. He couldn't be fixed. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so Alter Magnus and his crew, which is like the Lady Transformer. RC. And, and the one that I, I think um, I remember always wanting the toy of the dude that's like green and he turns mm -hmm. into a helicopter. He always seemed cool. Springer. Uh, uh, he Springer? also turns into yep. a uh, uh, sports car as well. Yep. Nice. It's a triple changer. Uh, oh, his, and then, new, his new release triple changer is awesome. What, and then obviously, obviously like Blur, who I've already discussed, I don't What's like. That? When you say new release, like how new? Oh, uh, within the past like year, year and a half, they released, uh, they released like studio series. Uh, so they released like uh, 
toys that are based on the model designs of the ones in the movie here, and they're awesome. Um, so Ultra Magnus and his crew they crash on the junk planet, uh, and it's filled with the 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 junkions. Yep. Yes, the junkions. But we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, Cup and Hot Rod they're captured by the Quintessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hesitate to ask, can you succinctly? Explain the quintessence. Not really. They don't even oh, really explain them no. all that well in the series. They're, they're just like they're you know sentient the, assholes. You know That's what they are. Are. <laughs> they're like a weeble with five faces. And they, each uh, face has its own personality. Well, and we won't get into it, but it's really weird because they they were made for the movie, and then they were like later in the series, they were like, oh wait, no, the quintessence made the Transformers <laughs> and like retconned it and yeah. like expanded on it and like. For the movie's purposes, they're just an evil alien race of douchebags. Right. Yes. Well, you know what's funny? We just covered it, but literally I wrote a note that says, I get it. The Dinobots are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I will say, uh, uh, during this part of the movie with Cup and Hot Rod, I do really enjoy their banter. Like moments where uh, uh, he's like, you know, talking about how they avoided like missiles before. And he's like, how'd you get out of that one? He's like, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. We had a lot of casualties that day. Uh There's just a lot of like really like gloss over them lines that are, I feel like actually pretty good. There's a lot of stuff. It's a well-written movie. I'm not going to, it's, it's solid. Like the dialogue's pretty good in it. Because the Dinobots are on the same planet uh, with the Quintessons, uh, and they're trying to find uh, Cup and Hot Rod, and they run into Wheelie, who speaks in rhymes. Uh, and I thought it, I hate Wheelie. It, yeah, oh, and God, I thought it, the worst. And I thought it was odd that it's like I get it, like you said. To your point, this is a toy commercial, but I like that Wheelie already has an Autobot logo. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. It's basically because they they needed to include Wheelie because it was a new toy, and they didn't know where else to put Wheelie. And so they slapped uh, Wheelie in the middle of the movie and for no reason. Um, so uh, back on the uh, junk planet, uh, Ultra Magnus and his crew uh, are working on repairing the shuttle. Uh, but then the Decepticons show up. Because prior to that, there's a scene where, Ult- where uh, Galvatron goes to talk to Unicorn. He's like, hey, good news. I destroyed the Matrix of Leadership. And he's like, no, nah, you didn't, you dumbo. They're still alive. <laughs> so they go, they go to attack him. And I like the zero tutorial they give the kid on how to work his exoskeleton. <laughs> Just think they- about it. No, really, that's yeah. what the top. That's, that's what they say. Yeah, that's, that's what they're they're Just think, think about, about it, and it'll happen. Yeah, because they're like in the middle of the attack. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Just like figure it out. Think about it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So then um, Ultra Magnus gets blown up. Um, seemingly destroyed pretty bad. The original the original scene they were going to, going to draw for that was they were going to have his arms and legs tied to ropes and literally draw and quarter him <laughs> on the screen. They oh, thought, well... Maybe not. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> I forgot too that like when he's when he's attacking Galvatron, Ultra Magnus is like gets the Matrix out and he's trying to open it. That's when he's like, "Open, damn it, open!" And he also, can't get it open. I love the fact that Ultra Magnus is currently the only one in danger, and he's like, "Prime, you said the Matrix would like you know uh, uh, light, light our darkest, darkest hour. hour. What? This is our darkest hour, Ultra Magnus. <laughs> when you're about to die, that's selfish." Well, that's that's probably why he gets blown up. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 
so uh so galvatron gets the matrix um then we cut back and uh like the quintessons are basically uh holding like these mock trials where they're like dropping people in the pit of sharktacons which you're like what's a sharktacon it's basically kind of what you think it would be um i think the saddest part of this movie is that when they're in that prison cell they run into that robot from the planet at the beginning and he's like i'm the last surviving member of whatever planet and then the dude gets killed uh-huh. immediately oh, yeah. and, I'm, and i'm like that's dark like that was the last member of his race and he just got killed um extinction but then uh hot rod and cup get dropped into the the sharkacon thing and they escape fairly easily i would say they just gotta like well, turn it turn into their cars and drive in circles they make a big I, whirlpool yeah. i mean in in their defense they're warriors, and that yeah. one guy was like a scientist or something. <laughs> he was just some robot nerd who got dropped in a pit of robot sharks. He didn't have a chance. True. I do forget when they're destroying that planet at the beginning of the movie, they show up and they have like death tubes. Yeah. They're like an alchemy set or whatever. Um, okay. So the Dinobots show up with Wheelie and they save them, <clears throat> uh, uh, and they take a. Um, a ship and had to meet up with uh, Ultra Magnus and his crew. Um, and, and that's again, I already discussed this, but I haven't noticed this. I don't understand what the junk robots are saying. Uh, they, they play dare to be stupid and they all dance around. Um, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it, I, I feel like they repair Ultra Magnus, but then Ultra Magnus doesn't factor into any of the movie after that. Yeah, not really. Yeah, no, not really. Because yeah. he's not. Yeah, okay. Well, you know why they did that, right? It's because his toy was still for sale. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to come back. Um, so, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the junk robots fix Ultra Magnus, and my note says, man, they should have got these junk robots to just fix Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> More Prime. Give him a fresh coat of paint. Oh, man. <laughs> um. Okay, so then the junk robots who know who Unicron is and I think want to kill him too are like, hey, let's all like head off and fight Unicron together. Um, uh, it is pretty sweet when Unicron finally actually transforms into his robot mode um, and starts like kind of attacking Cybertron. Um, Super uh, cool. So uh, the, the Autobots and the junk robots, they, they show... He- Sorry to back up a little bit. Like Galvin or uh, Unicron is got a real like anime feel to him too. You know what I mean? Like much more so than the other Transformers do. It's kind of it was it was really neat to see. I think. Yeah, the animation sequence of him transforming oh. is super awesome. It's so like. Good. And it's so awe-inspiring. Like seeing the terror on Galvatron's face. You know, because Galvatron thinks he's just. One, he's got the Matrix. He's like, oh, I'm going to boss Unicron around. And Unicron's just like, you underestimate me. And just <laughs> transforms. And it's just like, oh, hell. And yeah. and just to add to that, like, um, that is also the coolest toy LPJ has. It is pretty sweet. The the Unicron that I have is pretty not as cool as the Masterpiece Edition Unicron they released. That was like $700. Um Oof. That one is incredible, but the, the one that I have is still pretty cool. Um, just, and I know you'll be able to answer this right away. It was bugging me, and I I could have looked it up, but I forgot. What was the name of the 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 transformer, like the Autobot that like 
he turned into a bunch of different things. One was like a train and like a, I feel like a spaceship. And he was Astro like, train. A, no, he's wait, thinking, you're thinking a six shot. No, I'm not thinking a six shot. Astro he was like, train? No, he was like a big Autobot and like he turned into a bunch of stuff. Jetfire? No, a not Jetfire. Are you talking about um, uh, Omega Supreme? Yes. Yeah. He, Omega he, just Supreme. Turned into, he just turned into like a, a rocket. I felt like he had a train component. He did. To him, he had but... like a train component, like a like a tram component to it too. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, you're thinking. Well, of anyways, Supreme. sorry, I didn't mean to get us off topic. I was just it was thinking about while I was watching the movie. Um. So so they uh, end up inside Unicron uh, and Galvatron and Hot Rod. They fight. Um. Uh, uh. Daniel ends up saving his dad, and and I said a bunch of Autobots, and then I was like, oh, it's like three Autobots. It's like Bumblebee. And Jazz and like one other Autobot, Cliff they Jumper. Say. Cliff, Cliff Jumper, Jumper. Yeah. Uh, and, and his dad. Um, so Hot Rod and and Galvatron have like a big knockdown, drag out fight, uh, and he like rips the Matrix off him, and he's, he's finally able to open it, and he's like, "Light our darkest hour," and then like he becomes Rodimus Prime. You hear, uh, is it? He says like. Uh, Optimus says like, "Arise, Rodimus Prime," mm-hmm. and he kind of changes form. He gets like a little bigger. Like I think I, I used to have Rodimus Prime. I gave that to LBJ as well. On the show uh, over here too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like because like they're setting up the next season and he can't kill Galvatron, he just like throws him out a window <laughs> and he like he, tumbles into space. He throws him through a giant robot and across the galaxy. <laughs> like I I might hate Hot Rod a little bit. I was never a big fan of him as a kid, especially because he got in the middle of uh, Optimus and Megatron's uh, battle in the beginning of the movie. But how cool is that? He throws him <laughs> across the galaxy. Interesting postscript. Galvatron isn't really a big villain in the series after this either. Uh, basically, in, in, the, in, the, in the few episodes like after the movie, they find him on a planet and he's so damaged that he's gone completely insane. And uh, like, can't even really lead the Decepticons anymore. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so also, uh, Rodimus opening the Matrix. I guess just opening it kills Unicron. Uh, so, yeah, but he releases. So the the Matrix is a collection of the souls of all of the leaders that came before it, <laughs> right? And what he's doing is he's releasing all of that power and it actually completely drains and kills the Matrix so that it doesn't have any energy throughout basically the rest of the series. Ghost power. Guys, this is a kid's movie. Uh-huh. This is a fucked up kid's movie yes. where where there's Robo- like straight up like PTSD style murder, <laughs> war crimes in the beginning, people turning gray. Then extinctions happening to races from from uh, sentient judges, and then um, you know a kid almost losing his dad into a giant vat of of lava. So hot acid, and, hot acid. And then, and then and then the power for Rod Hot Rod to save the Autobots is to release this container. That's trapped all the souls yeah. of the previous leaders, yep. and and basically huff their powers, <laughs> get a big exhaust because that's really all he got was he got a bigger exhaust and hood. And I, th- I think his fin grew a little bit bigger. On his spoiler, he, he got, got a, he got a trailer, trailer too. 
Yeah. He oh yeah. He, official, a, he had the official Prime trailer. Freaking probably disappears <laughs> when he transforms. Up NASCAR. It does uh, actually. Car. Yeah. And 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 that's the story of this movie is <laughs> the previous the all the death leading up to this point <laughs> is what saved us. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we're built on we're built on the we're built on the shoulders of the people that came before us, chaps. You're right. We're we we are we do walk on the bones of those who have fallen. (laughs) Also, perhaps we should consider buying more toys. (laughs) Oh, I did. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so so Unicron dies. He's dead. Uh, He blows up. But is he? Well, yeah, you yeah, get no, his he head. Is. You get his head floating around. But I think that's he? the last shot of the movie. Yeah, kind of but is he? Yeah. Um, however, however, his predecessor uh, is still alive. He's an electric version, like electronic thing. It's a whole thing. Moving on. Uh, 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 Unicron also reminded me a lot of the uh, Mega Maid from Spaceballs. I don't, <laughs> uh, that's, maybe that was just me. Um, so Unicron's dead, and like the last thing is like. Optimus Prime, not Optimus Jesus, Rodimus Rodimus Prime, and he's like, "Oh, today begins a new age for us." Like, I feel like they were telegraphing that, like, it seemed like the Decepticons and them were maybe going to be like buds, but then, like, that's not the case because I feel like come the next season, they're still just like fighting about stuff. Yep. Yeah, the Decepticons are the Decepticons are kind of in shambles. They're completely out of energy, and they actually start fighting themselves. I watched an interesting video about the history. I watched a little bit of background videos about the history of Rodimus Prime, and they said that, like, it was kind of interesting because Rodimus Prime, like, you know, throughout season three, was more of, like, a political leader, yeah. and, like, Ultra Magnus more served as, like, the on field, like, battle general. So, mm-hmm. anyways. I mean, the- there are in season three uh, a fair amount of sagas or whatever you want to call them that are like kind of combine and force the Autobots and the Decepticons to team up. So in a sense, there's sort of stories where they get along, but it's a very begrudging thing. Yeah. Because the Quintessons become the main villain essentially. Yeah. Yes. I watched a whole, th- I watched a whole video about the return of Optimus Prime, which if I'm right, happened what, like two months after this movie came out. Oh yeah. It was super <laughs> fast after the movie. <laughs> Well, no. First they did. First they did like the return of Optimus Prime, but it was like a fake return where he came back uh, with oh, yeah. a he came back with like a zombie virus essentially, uh, and then actually came back for the fourth season, which was only five episodes, uh, to introduce the Headmasters. What's interesting is that like this movie is as we as chopped so elegant eloquently kind of summed up is pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember the Marvel comics being kind of like pretty dark too, like as far yeah. as like their storyline and their content and stuff like that. So I read through a lot of them. Uh, I have most of them. Um, the comics are very different. There's a whole like section of the comics where uh, Megatron's been dis- deposed as a leader by uh, by Shockwave, and Shockwave is. 10 times more brutal in the comics than Megatron ever was because shockwave has zero motion. Doesn't care about anything whatsoever except his agenda and everything has to be done perfectly to his specifications. And either you're with him or you're against him. and you're free against them. He disintegrates you. And he turns into a big purple gun. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, uh, I will say uh, shockwave has a really goofy transformation, 
but man, his voice is so cool. Oh, he's great. He, I honestly, in the comics, he's probably the the most terrifying villain. He's much. He's a much better leader and villain than Megatron ever was. I just realized I should have read the uh, four part Transformers comic series that I have for the movie before we uh, oh. I did this. That was my bad. That's a Damn it. Uh, LPJ, uh, I want to thank you for posting uh, uh, in our group chat uh, that Scramble City video. Yeah. Uh, which was like the, the OVA prequel thing. Uh, so straight to video thing from Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went into it and I was like, oh man, I'm really excited to hear the voices no. because the like the voices are, are got to be better in the Japanese version because they always are. No. No. The voices are kind of bad. They're terrible. <laughs> Even in the series that came after... Like when when the Transformers series in the U.S. ended, they had a they had a series of like they never stopped making them in Japan. So they had a Headmaster series, they had uh, Transformers uh, Victory, they had a, a lot of them after that, and all of the voices in it are terrible throughout the entire run. It it feels so weird because the 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 voice acting like when you like localize like you know Dragon Ball and all these other anime and stuff. Uh, the voice acting is typically much worse in the American version, but somehow Transformers is has so much character, yeah. and they do such a good job with the voices. It, it blows my mind. Yep, it, Joe, you had asked me a question earlier in the week. Why are some of the robots? Uh, why are some of the transformations like normal, regular, like '80s cars, and why are they futuristic cars? Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that is. Uh, the transformers that were on earth adjusted their like altered their transformation to look like 80s cars the other transformers like cup and uh and hot rod they never went to earth until after the autobots had kind of already outed themselves on earth so they never had to blend in ultra magnus is the exception because he went to earth shortly after uh the end of season two to help develop and build a relationship between the two. So he took on the form of a more earthly vehicle as opposed to a more Cybertronian vehicle. I both love and hate how much you know about Transformers. (laughs) I like, I can't describe it. Like, I think it's great that you know this, but also I'm like, man, you know way more than I thought you did about Transformers. I, I know it's, it's, it's an obsession. It's incredibly unnerving sometimes. Um, why don't, uh, why don't we get into our ratings? And I think, I feel like anything else will kind of shake out in the wash. There. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let me hit the, uh, the rating button. Here we go. All right. Who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first and just kick it off? Sure. Or do you want me to go last? I feel like you should go last. Actually. Okay, I'll go last. Chops, you want to go? Sure. Why not? Um, so, nostalgia glasses, right? <laughs> no, here, look, I'll set the They're, they're very real powerful. Thing. They're yes. very powerful. Hold on. I'll set the precedent here. I'll give everybody two ratings if they want. I'll give them the uh, an objective rating and a subjective rating if they want. Okay, okay. All right. That'll so, make it easier so you don't have to pick and choose. Subjective rating, five out of five. Uh, <laughs> we'll just, let's get that uh, just right there. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. It reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of time spent with my brother. Um, it's it definitely a, a an era of like 
toys and playing with transformers and like this tactile kind of feeling I have that, that really just makes me feel good about things. Um, so like, yes, subjective, like I, I, it brings back so many memories objectively. Um, like it, I've, I've watched this movie so many times that it's hard to make an objective rating for it. But with what you guys have been saying and, and like AJ's point of like coming into this movie and though introducing the spark of leadership, um, but it's still being confusing. I totally agree. They just kind of like, they kind of just assume you understand what that means, spark of leadership, instead of explaining what it's about. Um, and, I, I, I didn't know it was the trapped souls of former leaders until you well, mentioned it. Well, but the funny part is, is like, how much of that was deci- decided then, and how much of that was decided <laughs> oh, that was later. much you later, don't, you right? Don't get that until like so, the, the middle so of like, the it, it's it's poor writing all around, right? So like, if I'm if I'm approaching this as a as a new watcher as someone who doesn't have the history that he has. I don't have as much as LPJ, that's for damn sure. But uh, I, I would say that this movie, the soundtrack probably alone drives it at least two machine guns. The voice acting gives it at least another one. Um, and then the fun of it, I think, would give it at least another one. So maybe I would give it an, a four, maybe a three and a half machine guns out of five. Right. For the objective. All right. Uh, AJ, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I like the movie a lot more already after having been in the conversation in the roundtable with you guys. You know, um, there's a newfound appreciation. Um, I think throughout the recording, we kind of joked around about how deep the lore was <laughs> and um, and LPJ's knowledge, but. I think that was my favorite part of the uh, the recording process with you guys this evening, you know, was um, seeing how far I went and also hearing LPJ's passion. Um, very inspiring and very cool, you know. And Fine like, line between passion and obsession, but yes. Yeah, yeah. And like, um, and, and then like Chop sharing about how like the nostalgia and like those memories of childhood. And I think. I hope that I remember it right. He said, like, you know, there's toys and that's tangible and you can, like, touch a toy and stuff. And obviously Craig shared about how, like, that like that was kind of, like, traumatic and mortifying to, like, like these toys and they all get murdered in front of you. You know, <laughs> so, like, good memories and bad memories, I guess. But still, like, it's still just super cool. So, um, yeah. Upon the first watch, was very lost, was very confused. Um, agree with you guys. Like, the music's great animation very cool i can appreciate all those things you know i i did kind of like it got confused to me they all kind of blended together for me and that probably sounds like blasphemous to say you know but like i had to ask like who are the autobots like who are the set like and then there's like these dinosaur ones how do you guys fit into it you guys are the easiest ones for me to keep track of because you say your name <laughs> or at least grimlock made it easy for me says all right at least i know one of them is grimlock um, so I appreciate that. Me, Grimlock, recognized by AJ. That's, yeah. a great, that's a great point, actually, because like none of them really say each other's names all that much. So Grimlock is really the only one who identifies himself constantly. How, how blindsided was I when the kid's dad showed up? I didn't yeah. see that coming yeah. at all. 
I was like, what? Like, there's another human? And apparently they're like father and son. What's going on? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, nostalgia's awesome. Hanging out with you guys is awesome. I like the movie now more. Have you hung out with you guys and talked about it. Initially, I, I was going to go with a two and a half. Again, just I was kind of blinded. Didn't really know what was going on. After this, maybe bump it up to a three. Let's bump it up to a three for me personally. But if we like hung out and watched it and you guys could have explained all that stuff to me, or like we could have laughed about it together and stuff, you know, might have been a four, you know. So maybe like for a group viewing kind of thing, I'm sure it'd be a great time. But yeah, to uh to try and wrap up my thought, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a solid three. I like it. Um, I'll go next. Uh, it, yeah. So you're you're allowing us two ratings. I I think with like the nostalgia and, and just like you know being into Transformers as a kid and remembering seeing this movie, like if, I think I'm putting that all into my rating. <laughs> you're not gonna be happy I'll be trained. I'm gonna give it a, like a three and a half with that it's, you know because I do I do love the transfers and they're a big part of my childhood I, I'm more of a GI Joe guy but I still you know but like if I'm thinking about it like objectively without that just watching it even knowing like obviously my knowledge of Transformers is way below what what LPJ knows but like I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, it's so clear to me watching it now that it's like, oh, we're trying to introduce a new toy line to you. That's why, in it, despite the fact the however many episodes of battles where zero robots get killed when they're shooting at each other, in this one, <laughs> every robot gets killed. So it's like, I, I have a hard time as, as an adult. I'm an adult. I'm not a kid watching this. I have a hard time kind of separating that when I'm watching it. You know, it's so clear to me what they're doing. But, I mean, I, the soundtrack is great. And I don't know. Like, there's still parts about it that are really cool and I'll always remember. But I think, like I said, nostalgia, three and a half. Without nostalgia, I'm going to go two and a half machine guns. And I don't think it's bad. I just, I don't know. Like, it's just... Uh, you you look at it differently when you're not a child, which I mean I guess is everything. Uh, this is this is really becoming soul crushing. <laughs> um, but with that, I'll pass it to Craig. So much like uh, uh, how Chop said, you know, like the animation is great, the voice acting's solid, uh, the the banter and the dialogue is good. Uh, the story is definitely an issue. Uh, poor AJ was a little lost. It's, you know, they, they don't explain much. If you didn't watch the cartoon, you don't know who the hell these people are. Uh, you know, when you balance it out, you know, yeah, maybe it's around a three. But like Joe said, it gets to a point where you realize that this is all capitalistic bullshit. It's a, an entire toy commercial that they thought they would make millions and millions on by throwing in a rocking soundtrack like they didn't they didn't make this movie to make it like awesome for us they tried their best to commercialize every tiny aspect of it and so honestly an objective rating i kind of want to give it just like a two it's just it's such a disheartening thing to think about just the the objective qualities of this movie i i actually had a movie night with some friends uh, about a year ago uh and i this is like one of my favorite childhood movies so i showed this movie during movie night 
And I had all these interesting facts and stuff that I could like, you know, spew out about voice actors and animation glitches. And like, like there's moments uh, later in the movie where you see the Insecticons, but they've already been transformed into different Transformers. Like there's just all these little things and cool, interesting things to like talk about. But at the end of the day, the movie is kind of objectively bad. Well, Subjectively, okay. five out of five machine guns. I love it to death. <laughs> and I and I think uh, and I know LJ, LPJ you got yours, but I think like in contrast, it, you know, we it's hard to talk about this without comparing it to GI Joe the movie. But I think like GI Joe the movie introduces you to new concepts and new characters, and adds like obviously they're trying to sell toys, they're trying to get you to buy Falcon and Jinx and all this stuff. But it's like I feel like they're worked naturally into the existing characters. Where like this was just like no, we're cleaning the board and just starting over, and we're gonna make you watch all your childhood heroes die or just show their dead bodies, and they got killed off screen. Anyways, go ahead, uh, LBJ. Yes. Uh, first of all, to your point, Craig, the Insecticons have the ability to self-replicate. That's why they keep showing up. Um, of course they do. It's canon. It's canon. Oh no! It's established. It's established in the first season. Here's the thing. It's debatable that they made that decision. Like, oh, well, yeah, they self-replicate, so we can put them in later in the movie. They didn't think that. They just slapped it in, and they didn't care. They did not give hey, a damn you, because you they were trying that. to self You don't know that. You weren't there when they wrote it. I absolutely know that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, okay, so objectively, uh, yes, this movie has problems. Uh, the plot, there's, it, you're right, it, it throws a lot of stuff at you without any explanation whatsoever. Uh, you absolutely have to have some kind of base knowledge of Transformers to really understand what's going on. However, someone who isn't familiar with Transformers isn't going to go see this movie in the theater. Like, the target audience isn't, you know, uh, the kid playing with Rainbow Bright dolls. The target audience is boys who are... Uh, watching Transformers and are going to continue to buy more Transformers. That's their demographic. So I, I get why it was written the way it was. So I'm not going to knock it for it only because they knew what their target audience was. They're writing it for their target audience. Now, as far as the plot goes and things not making sense at times that I get, I can't, you can't discount that. Um, but in general, the writing, like the dialogue, the banter between the actual characters is pretty good. Like you get a real feel for the relationship between the characters and you get a, kind of an understanding that, you know, they have some kind of background with each other. They have a, a shared history that you don't necessarily know what it is, but you can feel that it's there. Um, they do a good job of, of developing those relationships within those characters and conveying it to you. Um, the animation's great. The soundtracks, the soundtrack is better than it should be for this movie. Like th this That's movie true. has no business having as good a soundtrack as this is. Hundred uh, percent. And I'm not saying that just because I love hair metal, uh, but I'm saying it because they're solid songs and the the score is really good. You know, it's it's good. Like it's just a good score, regardless of what movie it is. Obviously, half of it's from Rocky Four. You know, um, and and Cobra, the movie Cobra. Uh, <laughs> And, and and I just kind of, I don't know. And then there's the whole nostalgia thing. But objectively, I'm going to go two and a half machine guns just because I get it. I get the 
some of the stuff you can't get around. But this is a five machine gun movie, guys. Like I <laughs> I thought we were building up to well, through nostalgia it's seven machine guns and <laughs> it's five just normally. I thought no, that's I'm gonna we play by the rules. I'll play by the rules. No, it, it, it's a five machine gun movie to me. This is this is one of my all time favorite movies. Like oh, I, this is probably top five movie for me. Is, yeah, like 100%. this GI Joe the movie is one of them. Like I will say this, I can quote GI Joe the movie way more than I can quote this movie. Because I, because I think yeah. G.I. Joe the movie is far more quotable. Yeah, but I mean, and that's like, I, I feel like this whole podcast is what it's taught us. It's been an exercise in the power of nostalgia. Because, sure. like, we talk about movies where it's like, you know, like I, you know this, everyone who listens, but I freaking love The Rocketeer. I freaking love that movie. And I think it's amazing. And I talk to other people about it. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, it's a great movie. I totally it, agree with you. But it's like the power of nostalgia and things. And and the one thing that I learned like so early on is that there's a um, like a period in my life where it's like 88 through like 92, where those were like the most impressionable movies, like Jurassic Park, the original Batman. It's just like those certain things you see at the right time. And it's like, it doesn't matter if it's actually a good movie or not. Like that's, you know, besides the point, like they're always going to be like, uh, you know, like it's just like, so that's what, like, I think when this podcast is all done and dusted, that's going to be the most thing that I take from it is like learning about the power of nostalgia and how it can color like (laughs) things. And you can like watch it again. Like I remember loving and Chops knows this. He was on the Dick Tracy episode. I, I freaking just love that up. I love, love, love Dick Tracy. I had the toys. I had a hat. Sure, I, I was obsessed with it. Then we watched it again for the podcast, and I'm like, oh god, I don't. This movie was terrible. Why, why don't I remember that it has like six musical numbers in it? Like <laughs> I watch this movie all the time, so it's like it's just wild to me that it's like what it's just it's it's just i don't know anyways like i i know i'm kind of rambling at this point but i i i get what you're saying everyone as far as like how nostalgia can kind of just you know like you know you can rewatch it as an adult be like i can see that this is bad but i still love it with all my heart so yep that's this movie to a t ba weep grana weep ninny bun (laughs) the universal greeting Yep. Well, hey, it works out. Those junk bots get it. Junkie, junkie cons. Junkie cons. It's so weird how like they ride each other too, right? You had one of those. You had a so you have a junkie on toy. I have yes. Rengar. Yeah, uh, I, remember, I remember. I remember it. I remember playing with it as a kid and thinking, yeah. "This isn't a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> this, what? what is this guy? He's so weird. He's so why does he look dirty? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what? This is okay." I know we're gonna get we're gonna get into uh, plugs here. The last thing I want to say this is like the <laughs> I feel like LPJ knows where I'm going. With the Transformer, I remember most that you had in your collection <laughs> was like <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. He's a technobot, but, but he had like a He's thing. A he had like a, a gun where you hit the button, it's like and it like opens up. His oh, I know like, what you're talking about. His name's there scatter was, shot. You looked like a it looked like a penis. Yeah, but like you could do a transform from where it looked like he had a giant dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was spring loaded. Okay, so hold on. I'll set the scene. Oh good. It's a jet, and the cone of the jet bent backwards so that it would be like on the back of the transformer. 
but his body rotated so you could actually take that part and put it in the front of him and make it look like a giant dong between his legs (laughs) and then you could push a button and the thing split open and got longer (laughs) because it was a giant retractable cannon also yes that was scattershot of the technobots I also call mine a giant retractable cannon uh huh yep it's so bad that that's like one of the most things I remember about Transformers. I was like, yeah, that one looked like it had a big uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, still, still have him. He's broken now, but I still have him. Yeah, I uh, bet he's broken now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of things that are going to be plugged, <laughs> uh, who wants to plug things? <laughs> and first of all, does anybody have anything else they want to... Uh, Discuss with this movie anything they want to follow up with anything. Oh, I, actually, I'm sorry. I will. I do have one thing about the 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 home theater release, the home movie release. So they lost the original widescreen print for this. Like it does not exist anymore. So the way they were able to recreate it for the widescreen release on DVD and Blu-ray is they actually were able to find original prints of the um, standard edition, the, the, the non-letterbox edition, and they actually had to physically crop the film and make it into letterbox. So the letterbox version you're seeing, the widescreen version you're seeing on the DVDs and, and Blu-rays now isn't even the full version you would have saw in the theater. It's actually a shrunken down version. So you're missing a lot of the movie that's never going to be able to be found because they don't have actual prints of the movie available anymore. That's depressing. Right? So Unicron was bigger on screen at one point. But tell me how they revive Optimus Prime. <laughs> well, no, I want to and tell time. me about tell me about Dark Optimus Prime. That's something different. That's later on. That's Nemesis. That's part of I, a different universe. I I did watch a geez, I, like you you watch one Transformers movie on YouTube, and then all they do is recommend Transformers <laughs> videos. Yeah. Um. So I did watch one about like Optimus Prime's like return and the whole thing you talked about of being a zombie, and then like the Rage Virus. Yeah. I went down. I went down a dark rabbit hole, and now every time I open up YouTube, it's like, you want to watch this Transformers episode? I'm like, no, I don't, but all right, maybe I'll watch some of it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I honestly, uh, you had asked if there's any last-minute stuff to talk about, yep. and uh, there is, uh, but we don't have time for me to read <laughs> the entire script from memory for the movie, uh, so I, I'll just, I'll just uh, refrain. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, um... Anything else? Anything you guys want to plug? Now that we're now that we're getting into the plugs, chops. What do you want to, what do you want to plug? Uh, I'm like to plug the Legend of Retro podcast. Um, <laughs> it's dead, uh, much like Optimus's. <laughs> did, it, um, did it turn drain. gray when it died? It was weird gray. when we recorded the last episode. Um, the logo on our computer went gray, and um, out of my computer popped a little like little charm uh, that had the soul of the podcast in it. And I haven't given the it. The craziest that. thing was like Glitch's eyes started to smoke, and then they just went dark. <laughs> Yeah, they did. He had to have mouth-to-mouth given to him so that he would be here with us. Anyways, so you can go listen to the Legend of Retro podcast uh, wherever you go to listen to podcasts. There are no new episodes. There probably will never be new episodes, but 
the ones that are there will be better than the ones you listen to on this show. Just we'll say wow. that. <laughs> uh, Reigniting the feud. I, uh, I'd like to plug the uh, fact that I uh, one time uh, ripped into the uh, studio of the network and everyone was like, oh my God, it's Craig. And I just screamed out, die podcast and gunned <laughs> down Noobs and Dragons and Noiseland Arcade. They're never coming back. They're dead. The forever. weird, the weirdest part is when Xander turned into that gun you were able to hold. <laughs> that was the craziest part. Don't even ask me where the barrel was. <clears throat> Much like that transformer we were talking about. Yep. <laughs> hey, Xander, you got a plug? Um, I don't know how you follow that. But... On, on the evening of this recording. It is the 40th birthday of um, Ecto Cooler, who is, oh, um, is. in a, nice. in the Discord. Yep. So happy birthday to Ecto Cooler. Um, there was a time, long time ago, crazy how long ago it's been, that me and Ecto Cooler had a podcast. Um, so Ecto Cooler, happy birthday, man, and thank you for those memories. And, uh, and, and we gave it a run, and I'm proud of us for even at the run that we did. Respect to all the other podcasts that were mentioned here. You guys all had longer runs than we did, and I respect the hell out of it. Um, hello to Megan, who would be listening to this episode. And um, I want to say that I appreciate everyone's passions and interest. I like that Joe knows so much about soccer, because soccer to me is super intimidating with like how many different leagues there are, and there's like La Liga and the Premier League and like the MLS, and he keeps track of the local stuff, you know, and how we had like the video thing going and we could see Craig's cool setup and Craig has like all the manga and stuff and knows so much about that, you know, and Jason knows so much about Transformers and GI Joe. So I just, I'm really inspired by everybody's passion and it's very cool. So yeah. Um, and those are my plugs. So I, th I think that's all I got. Cool. Yep. Happy birthday, Ecto. Happy birthday, Bob. Uh, um, shout out to uh, Ecto, who, along with AJ, was on a planet, and then my giant planet came by and just ate their planet. <laughs> Funny story, AJ is the last survivor of his kind, so uh, make sure everybody <laughs> treats him with respect and honor. Yeah, stay, AJ, stay away from the guns. Um, I, as always, uh, at this time, would like to plug Tubi and <laughs> TV. Oh. Ooh, and and uh and Timu, right? Timu. Um and I and, and, and I would weird shit that's on Timu. <laughs> and I would just like to say uh in, in regard to our guests, uh Chops and Craig, they're right the legend of retro was awesome. I was lucky enough to be on a couple times, so uh definitely go back and listen to it. Uh Craig, we already talked we got to get you back on for a Bond movie cuz it's been too long. Uh, Way too there's long. So, there's so many Bond movies to cover. Uh, Chops, I always love when you're on because you know you got a great energy and you're always you know uh, we I, some of some of my favorite episodes of this podcast are ones that you're on Chops. So um, and, and AJ, I, I I love all the questions you ask. Um, and and I, one of these days we're going to get you on for a movie that you actually want to cover <laughs> because I feel like we just bring you on for like stuff you haven't seen or like that Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman movie, but you're always game for it, and I appreciate it. And one of these days, we'll do a movie that you actually know and, and want to talk about. So, um, yeah. What, so, what, what, what movie would that be, AJ? Say it on the podcast, because then it has to happen. Um, 
since we talked about it earlier, let's say uh, New Jack City because I need to revisit it, especially because <laughs> I couldn't remember if Judd Nelson was in it or not. And I think Joe said maybe he hasn't seen it. I and um, I, I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Um, um, the, the, so that that's one off the rip. I would like to say, though, saying a movie on the podcast doesn't make it happen because Jody's been talking yeah, about why don't you do X3 and uh, the second Transformers movie for, like, I don't know, five years, and LBJ won't let him do it. So, A Michael Bay movie? You won't let it happen? Good. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we've actually covered quite a few Michael Bay movies. On yeah, this more That's why I don't listen to your show. Ooh, and if I could, if I could recommend one episode as I'm on chops to go back and listen to, I would say Spawn, one of the best episodes oh, ever. If you want to so good. If you want to listen, you want to listen to the unraveling of a man's brain. Like listen to that, and like I think that's the moment that Sphinx knew he wasn't going to do the podcast. Yeah, if you want to hear the beginning of the end, that's that. That is the episode. I think that was it. We broke him. We broke yeah. Sphinx that day. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the phase in which I um, had a vendetta on which I was only going to do episodes that I knew he would hate. <laughs> I uh, I think my favorite Sphinx moment of the show is when he was trying to open the Matrix and I forced all my henchmen <laughs> to gun him down and just tore him to pieces. It's great. I thought it was that time that you and him were riding a train in space and you... And he said that he could still function, but you're like, nah, get out of here. And you kick him out. Want a bet, Sphinx? <laughs> yep. That's how, I, that's how I picture it in my head. Would this podcast ever co- cover 12 Angry Men? Ooh. Uh-huh. I don't think so. Probably not. Probably but not. It's a cla- but it's a classic. It is a classic. Uh, I, I tell LPJ as we get closer to the end, which I still think we got like forget like 60 episodes to make. Like the, the rules are gonna get a little goosey, a little loosey goosey. If you think we're not covering D2 before this podcast ends, we will be covering D2. So oh, at some wow. point. So it, yeah, listen, when we get toward the end, it's gonna be a little goosey. I want to have an episode with like 15 people on it. That's my dream. Um but we'll see what happens, you know? Like did, did, did you guys get both both the raids? We didn't do no, second. we haven't done the second one yet. We've done the we first one, not the second. That one's what about the what about Battle Royale? We haven't done that yet either. Ooh, you know what else we're talking about doing? Uh, I'm insisting that we're doing is uh, Ready to Rumble with uh, Scott Con yep. and uh, and what's his face, um, David Arquette. Can I ask a few more, and you guys just say yes or no? Okay. Yeah. The killer, like like Je- like the John Woo one. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna do that at some point. You're going to, so you yeah, haven't we, yet. We haven't yet. We did. We did a hard boil, but we didn't do killer. A better tomorrow. We didn't do better tomorrow. Okay. Hard target for sure. We've already done hard target. Yeah. Yep. W- was broken arrow John Woo? Broken arrow John Woo. We've already done that. Mission Impossible <laughs> Two is John Woo. That's yep. like stateside John Woo. Yeah, we that wasn't that. great. We didn't do that one yet. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about John Woo stuff. Fair enough. Uh, uh, all right. Cool. PJ. Your plugs, Final Discord. Plug, go to Discord, like always. Go to Discord, chat with us. You can talk uh, with everybody, everybody on this episode. You can everyone talk on this to episode you can talk to. And uh, talk to us about Transformers, about your experience with Transformers, about this movie in particular. Um, not about the Michael Bay movies, because they're not great. Um, but, uh, you know, hit us up on Discord. We love to chat with people. And uh, that's the best place to reach us is on the Discord. Uh, anything else, guys? No. No. Uh, well, I think appropriately, the way we should end this, 
Till all are one. Till all are one. Okay, Til not all... everybody at the same time. Ready? Oh, yeah, uh, all, oh, all together. Ready? Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Wait, one more time. Say it like I'll one, start two, it three. first. Okay. And then you guys oh, oh, repeat it. Ready? So this is like a sing song. You're gonna like say it. We're saying right, it right. back. Okay. And I'm not editing any of this garbage out. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Come on. Till all are one. Till Til all, all are, are one. one. Yeah, it's fine. We'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> 